Welcome to this recorded service for Sunday the 23rd of August 2020, which is the 11th Sunday after Trinity. My name is the Reverend Peter Walker, and today our sermon is by Reverend Michael Godfrey. Readings are by Hazel Mumford and Elena Godfrey, and the hymns were recorded again by the singers of St Martin's in the Fields. As we come to worship, let us take a moment of quiet to prepare ourselves. Our first hymn is Lift High the Cross, the Love of Christ Proclaim.
Whenever we open our hearts to God, we become aware of the ways that we have failed Him. However, let us also remember the amazing grace of God. The grace of God has dawned upon the world with healing for all. Let us come to Him in sorrow for our sins, seeking healing and salvation. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Collect O God, you declare your almighty power most chiefly in showing mercy and pity. Mercifully grant to us such a measure of your grace that we, running the way of your commandments, may receive your gracious promises and be made partakers of your heavenly treasure through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the prophecy of Isaiah. Listen to me, my people, and give heed to me, my nation, for a teaching will go out from me, and my justice for a light to the peoples. I will bring near my deliverance swiftly. My salvation has gone out, and my arms will rule the peoples. The coastlands wait for me, and for my arm they hope. Lift up your eyes to the heavens, and look at the earth beneath. For the heavens will vanish like smoke, the earth will wear out like a garment, and those who live on it will die like gnats. But my salvation will be forever, and my deliverance will never be ended. This is the word of the Lord. The second reading is from Romans chapter 12. And so, dear brothers, I plead with you to give your bodies to God. Let them be a living sacrifice, Holy, the kind he can accept. When you think of what he has done for you, is this too much to ask? Don't copy the behaviour and custom of the world, but be a new and different person with a freshness in all that you think and do. Then you will learn from your own experience how his ways will really satisfy you. As God's messenger, I give each of you God's warning. Be honest in your estimate of yourself. Measuring your value by how much faith God has given you. 
Just as there are many parts to our body, so it is with God's body. We are all parts of it, and it takes every one of us to make it complete. For we each have different work to do, so we belong to each other, and each needs all the others. God has given each of us the ability to do certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, then prophesy wherever you can, as often as your faith is strong enough to receive a message from God. If your gift is that of serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, do a good job of of teaching. If you are a preacher, see to it that your sermons are encouraging and helpful. If God has given you money, be generous in helping others with it. If God has given you administrative ability and put you in charge of the work of others, take that responsibility seriously. Those who offer comfort to the sorrowing should do so with Christian cheer. This is the word of the Lord. When Jesus came to Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who are the people saying, I am? Well, they replied, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah. Some, Jeremiah, as one of the other prophets. Then he asked them, But who do you think I am? Simon Peter answered, The Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. God has blessed you, Simon, son of Jonah, Jesus said, for my Father in heaven has personally revealed this to you. This is not from any human source. You are Peter, a saint, and upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whichever door you lock on earth shall be locked in heaven, and whatever door you open on earth shall be opened in heaven. Then he warned the disciples against telling others that he was the Messiah. This is the word of the Lord. A sermon for the 11th Sunday after Trinity. Last Sunday, looking from the back of church, down the long nave of the church, where the whole congregation was in front of me, all of whom were spaced on rows at least two metres apart, and people were just sitting at the end of each row, socially distanced. Everyone was wearing a face mask. It all felt terribly surreal and then I have to admit when the the clergy and altar party entered the church all of whom were wearing face coverings which actually brought tears to my eyes it felt as if we were in living through some medieval plague and I thought was this a symbol of, of our age is this a symbol of some sort of judgment upon us for the sins of our society that we all, even in church, have to wear and and act and and be like this. The the triad of war, famine, pestilence or plague, if you like, were were often understood in the Old Testament as as punishment for for sin. It's most clearly in the books of the law, the first five books of, of the Old Testament, in what we call the Deuteronomic uh, tradition especially, where where it was said time and time again that if the people were faithful to God in the covenant, 
there would be blessings if they were unfaithful to God and the covenant there would be war pestilence and famine just one example would be be say in Leviticus 26 where where it said if you continue to be hostile to me meaning God I will bring the sword against you executing vengeance for the covenant and I will send pestilence among you and you shall be delivered into enemy hands and you can find very similar warnings in, in the Exodus story in Exodus and, and in the book of Deuteronomy then you can read at the end towards the end of, of King David's reign in uh, 2 Samuel 24 when when David decides to conduct a, a royal census of the people, which is understood to be against the, the covenant relationship, uh, and David is, is offered war, pestilence and famine as, as punishment for his breaking this relationship, or for his breaking the covenant by conducting this royal census. And he happens to choose pestilence as being the, the least worst option. Then you can also read in, in the later prophets uh, how often they threaten the, the leaders of the people and the people generally for, for their unfaithfulness to God and their disregard of the covenant. Again, another example would be Jeremiah 24 verse 10 where it says, And I, meaning God, will send sword, famine and pestilence upon them until they are utterly destroyed from the land that I gave to them and their ancestors. We know that the Greek word krisis, from which we derive the word crisis, does also mean judgment. We are living through a crisis. Is it also in any sense a judgment? Well, you could say that since 1945, the developed world has successfully driven war, famine and pestilence out of our world, only to drive it into the developing world. The developing world which has had to pay for our peace and prosperity and our security by suffering war and famine and pestilence. You can also say that we've treated animals and the environment as mere commodities and resources that we can exploit and use for our own ends. Thinking about the sale of wild animals in livestock markets is just one example. You can also say that in the pursuit of wealth and leisure and pleasure, we have ignored the needs of the poor, the weakest and the whole balance of nature. You can also say that while science and technology are vitally important tools in the development of humankind, but at the same time we've gone one step further and actually turned science and technology into some, some sort of gods that will solve all our problems and make us secure forever. An example would be how often have we heard our government ministers during this crisis utter the, the 
mantra as if it's some oracle from the gods. We've been following the science. There's some sort of excuse for their poor decision making. And we've also been allowed for a generation to think that life is all about me. The world is just a marketplace where we can choose whatever we like. It's all about consumer choice. The world is just seen as one vast playground where we can go wherever we like and have as much fun as we like and do whatever we like. So in some way I ask the question, are we actually being judged? Are we being punished for the sins of our age, our societies, sins of our civilization? Or maybe. But what I think is important is whatever's happening through this crisis, maybe there is a voice calling us to repent, to think again, to reevaluate what's really important, to reevaluate our values, our lifestyles, and our priorities. Take stock, think again, reorientate values. Do not be conformed, said St Paul in that reading from Romans today. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what is the will of God. The world is about something bigger than ourselves. As well as, as so often criticising the, the behaviour and the failure of the people to, to be faithful to God, the Old Testament prophets also gave a message of hope. And we can hear that in, in today's Old Testament reading from the prophet Isaiah, from Isaiah chapter 51, where Isaiah says, Listen to me, my people, and give heed to me, my nation, for a teaching will go out from me, and my justice for a light to the peoples, I will bring near my deliverance swiftly. My salvation has gone out and my arms will rule the peoples. The coastlands wait for me and for my arm they hope. So can we see signs of hope in this crisis? Are there glimpses in this crisis of what might be can we see the possibilities of a new way of living, a new world, a world which can be more godly, a way that can reflect what is the will of God? Well, there are examples, I think, where we can see such glimpses. Because, for example, people have shown amazing acts of kindness to strangers. So many people have volunteered to deliver goods and other products to, to housebound people. We have seen the homeless rough sleepers at last found accommodation so they don't have to sleep rough. We have seen how countries can use and mobilise their resources to help the neediest in society instead of helping the strongest. We've actually understood for the first time that that so often people who actually pay the least are more important to our survival and well-being 
than those who are being paid the most. Nurses and other people are seen to us as more important, for example, than financiers and sportsmen and pop stars. And we've understood that we are vulnerable, that we do need other people. And above all, we need a rock that is greater and stronger than me. So has God sent this crisis? Well, probably not, or maybe yes. But I think whatever, so God is actually trying to tell us something through this crisis. He's in this crisis with us. And perhaps for this crisis, there is a message we actually do need to hear. Do not return to our selfish, our old ways, but embrace new ways of living of which we see the possibilities now. New ways of living, showing generous, neighbourly compassion and respect for the environment and respect for God's bountiful creation. Our next piece of music is a more recent setting of some very famous words of Teresa of Avila, who lived in Spain in the 16th century. Christ has no body now but yours, no hands, no feet on earth but yours.
and let us pray. The response, uh, let us pray to the Lord, Lord have mercy. Let us pray to the Lord, Lord have mercy. We pray for the peace that comes from God alone, for the unity of all peoples, and for our salvation. Let us pray to the Lord, Lord have mercy. We pray for the Church of Christ, for Christopher, our Bishop, for the person of God's choosing to come to Sulphur Priors as House for Duty Priest. And we pray for the whole people of God. Let us pray to the Lord, Lord have mercy. We pray for the nations of the world. We pray for those who have elections this autumn, like the United States. We pray for those who have recently had contested elections, like Belarus. We pray for Elizabeth, our Queen, and for all in authority. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray for these villages of Binton, Temple Grafton, Exhall, Wixford, Bidford and Salford Priors. For our neighbours and our friends, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray for the good earth which God has given us, for the wisdom and the will to conserve it. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray for the aged and the infirm, for the widowed and the orphans, for the sick and suffering, for all those whose names are on the notice sheet, and for any that we know in particular need. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray for the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute, for prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray for those working to find treatment and vaccines for the COVID virus, for doctors and scientists and all volunteers. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray for the dying and for those who mourn, for the faithful whom we entrust to the Lord in hope, as we look forward to the day when we share with them the fullness of the resurrection. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For yours is the majesty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory, now and for ever. Amen. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, 
Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Our last hymn is Tell Out My Soul the Greatness of the Lord. the love of the Lord Jesus draw you to himself. The power of the Lord Jesus strengthen you in his service. The joy of the Lord Jesus fill your hearts. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen. <laughs>